0: And if you're just tuning in, it's officially the holiday season. What's that noise? Well, that's your phone ringing. Pick it up. It's the credit card company calling to confirm that you're the one making all these purchases. Wondering if you're the one who's completely insane. Coming up on the show today, the top five gifts I ever received as a child a new situation of the week involving chopsticks versus a garden bomb, and 11 animals who committed crimes. Happy holidays, you filthy animal. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to 103.9 The Show. station for unimportant things. 103.9 LeSean. And welcome back everybody. If you are here and it's the holiday season, we appreciate you. We know it's a very busy time of year and if you're taking time out of your day to tune into this, well, maybe you need to do a little more shopping. Uh, we are 103.9 the Sean at Instagram, 1039theshawn on Twitter or 103.9theshawn at gmail.com. If you would like to interact with us, we will always take the listener interaction, whatever you want to say, questions of the week, debate topics, uh, send us all the hate mail you want. Um, We're still receiving a couple of holiday cards to the studio, so we appreciate that. Uh, Whatever you want to send our way, we are here for it. We are going to move into the top five gifts I ever received as a child. Um, You know, it's the holiday season. I figure we bring back a little bit of nostalgia. And talk about the top five things that stick out in my mind that I ever received on Christmas morning. Number five goes to uh, my original hockey bag. Seems like kind of a weird one, but the first time I got like a hockey bag for all my equipment I was probably seven or eight and if you know anything about hockey the hockey bag is huge and so I opened it up Christmas morning and I was like I couldn't believe how big of a bag it was and then you know just fooling around being silly we uh we put myself in it so I I just hopped into the bag and I was in the hockey bag and you know just in a, a fun Christmas morning um memory uh, fun fact: I had that hockey bag up until January of this year, so it got uh, twenty-five years of use. So my parents definitely got their money's worth on that one. Number four was this big plastic like castle. It was like for action figures, and when I say big castle, I mean this thing was huge. It was like I would say 3 to 4 feet by 2 feet and then it had space inside where you could have like action figures and whatever and there was like a cannonball drop from one corner it was it was just cool. Um so yeah, a uh, fun fact about that actually when I was in first grade we got to take home the pet guinea pig, the classroom guinea pig for the weekend. Each kid got to take it home for the weekend and basically give all the parents a headache for that weekend, Um, but I got to take home the guinea pig one weekend. I forget what its name was, but we put him in the castle, because there was a way to uh, lock up all the doors, whatever, so we we put him actually in the castle, and he was running around on the castle floor, and uh, yeah, fun memory there. Um, Moving into the number three gift that I ever received was a crisscross crash it was the hot wheels set basically um it kind of looked like a figure eight and it would send the car super quick and they basically had to make it through an intersection and the whole idea was obviously eventually you're going to end up with uh, one hot wheels car t-boning another at high speed and just causing complete mayhem and having the cars just launch out of there and uh, possibly uh, hitting you know, any bystanders. But it was really fun, and fun fact about that one, my mom said that uh, she went and purchased that on a Black Friday, a traditional Black Friday way back when in the mid-'90s, mid to late 90s I guess um, when Black Friday was actually a thing when people actually had to go wake up early and get to a physical store and wait in line Um, nowadays Black Friday is like a whole month like starting after Halloween it's just virtual and you know it's really not a thing anymore Um, Black Friday used to be quite the event and she said she woke up early for me um, to get the crisscross crash at Toys R Us so once again thank you mom number two was, uh, my Mighty Ducks starter jacket, it was a winter jacket, um, obviously I was a huge fan of Mighty Ducks growing up, and I wore that jacket every day of winter for years, um, just a classic jacket, if you know what I'm talking about, maybe you want to give it a little google, uh, Look it up. Mighty Ducks starter jacket had the traditional colors and their first original logo with the duck mask and the crossed hockey sticks. Just classic. And then the number one gift I ever got on a Christmas was a Nintendo 64. I mean, you can't beat that. So many great memories, uh, great games. Um, I'm actually thinking about uh, having a guest on in the near future to talk about our top five N64 games, but just what a great system, great times, Super Smash Brothers with the gang, uh just hockey games, uh, GoldenEye, Mario Kart, I mean, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I mean, this is just legendary stuff here. If you would like to write in and discuss your top five gifts you ever received, please do so. We will read it live on the air um, and let the masses know. Maybe you uh, got something that was totally mind-blowing or Something that really sucked. Maybe you want to write in something you didn't want. Something you got that, you know, you just didn't want. Um, whatever it is, let us know. Coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about our situation of the week and 11 animals that committed crimes. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to 103.9 The Show. The <laughs> Show. Are you looking for the hottest interactive game of the year? Then you need Spank It. See if you can keep up with the speed. If you can't act fast enough, you lose. Rub it. Grab it. Spank it. Batteries not included. Sold at all major retailers. Your flagship station for unimportant things. 103.9 the Sean. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you are enjoying the show so far. It is time to move into our situation of the week. Last week, we had the lion escaped from the circus in Italy or the horse that escaped from its corral in the bottom of of a plane, which made the plane dump fuel and then turn around and basically just fucked everybody's plans up. Um... We posted a vote on our Instagram, and fucking Tim forgot to check the scores of the vote, so we don't know which one won. Um, If we had to guess, it was probably going to be the lion escaping, and I would just like to revisit that for a second. Um, The handler said he was afraid for the lion, that someone would hurt it, and that the lion posed no threat to the public. Well, then why the fuck did you tell everyone to stay inside for five hours? Okay, That's complete bullshit. A grown adult lion is posing no threat. Then why is everyone staying at home? Moving on to this week's situation of the week, we have two interesting scenarios. There was a Vietnamese man who was experiencing severe headaches for five months and was shocked to discover that there was a pair of chopsticks lodged in his skull. Lodged in his skull, might I repeat. He was at the hospital in Dong Hoi, Vietnam. I was about to say South Korea by accident. Dong Hoi, Vietnam. And the CT scans revealed tension a very rare potentially life-threatening condition caused by intracranial pressure and it was revealed that there was a pair of chopsticks that penetrated his nose and entered his brain then it says a trip down memory lane the unnamed patient recalled being involved in a fight five months earlier when he was drinking although his memory was hazy he vaguely remembered being stabbed in the face and it was possibly the chopsticks uh, I think so How do you not remember being stabbed up the nose with chopsticks? How hammered were you, dude? This is a situation. Luckily for him, he was able to get the chopsticks removed at the hospital and is now in stable condition, but come on, man. Chopsticks up the nose? Two, might I add? And five months later, you're figuring this out? Brutal. All right, so that is situation number one, chopsticks up the nose. Situation number two is a couple in Wales, United Kingdom, discovered that their garden ornament turned out to be a live 64-pound navy shell. They just thought it was, I don't know, some kind of ornament says a bomb found in the front garden of a house which preceded both World Wars. So this was an old-ass bomb. 64 pounds, though. The picture of this thing is quite ridiculous. It looks like a small seat. And they even painted it red to make it more decorative and match the ledges of the house, it says. And it's just sitting right there in the garden. A live 64-pound navy projectile. Are you kidding me? A police officer was the one that informed them that this was an old Navy shell and they just thought it was a harmless dummy bomb without a charge. Then it says the next day an EOD team, Explosive Ordnance Device team showed up at their house and removed it from the scene and then took it to a safe place and buried it with five tons of sand and then detonated it. And the guy who owned the house said, once we knew it was a live bomb, we didn't sleep a wink all night. You fucking slept there? You knew that you had a live bomb in your garden and you still slept in the house? They were about to, they considered evacuating the entire street and you slept right under this fucking thing? Unbelievable. Some people, they said that They felt it was like saying goodbye to an old friend and they didn't really want to leave. They said if it exploded, we're going with it. Well, talk about really loving your garden. I mean, those tomatoes must have been the bomb. All right, that's your corny joke for the week. Um, If you would like to vote on this week's situation, please head to our social channels. The options, once again, the man with two chopsticks on his brain or the couple with the live bomb in their garden okay now we're going to move into the last segment of this show it is animals behaving badly i misspoke earlier i thought it was 11 but evidently on this list there are 12 once again i have not read this so i'm going to be reacting live with you so let's see what we got here number one a carjacking bear In August 2011, Durango, Colorado resident Ron Cornelius awoke to the sound of a car smashing into his mailbox. His neighbor's SUV had been broken into and had traveled down the street into his yard. To Cornelius' surprise, the getaway driver turned out to be a black bear. While poking around searching for food, the bear had broken into the vehicle. The hungry bear accidentally shifted the car into gear, sending it rolling down the driveway. All right, so a bear that carjacked nsuv not fun um he barely had his license for a week <laughs> all right your second corny joke of this show let's move into the next one the breaking and entering emu emus are not native to southwestern england so sergeant zoe parnell of devon was perplexed when she got a call that one was running wild the next town over I thought we'd arrive and it would be a turkey or something like that. But a four-foot-tall Australian bird was in fact roaming through the small town of Barnstaple, going from house to house trying to get in. Even more troubling, it was heading in the same direction of a main road. Police managed to apprehend it before it wandered into traffic. They handed the rogue bird over to the local animal hospital. So... I don't really think this emu really committed a crime, aside from being in the wrong continent... But, you know, maybe he was visiting family. England, uh, they sent a lot of prisoners to Australia, and so maybe he was trying to go back home and visit some long-lost relatives, something like that. Uh, The Stealthy Sloth. In December 2018, a cafe in Costa Rica got an unexpected visitor when a hungry sloth snuck past its gates in the middle of the night. How is a sloth sneaking anywhere? They're slow as hell. I guess nobody was there at the time, so he had plenty of time to get in. Uh, it says it lumbered onto a chair and even casually twirled a spinning display rack. Eventually, it would be the would be burglar took a noisy tumble off the chair, alerting the security. Uh, they released the sloth back into the wild and got plenty of laughs. Okay, so a breaking and entering sloth. This says the Robin Hood cat. Coming into work one day, Stuart McDaniel, owner of Tesla marketing firm Guru Stew, was surprised to see a small pile of cash by a glass door in the office. The the resident of the adjoining room was a cat named Sir Wines-a-Lot. Doesn't sound like a fun cat to have, if you ask me. The office's live-in mascot. McDaniel quickly discovered that the clients had been playing with the kitty by sticking bills through the crack in the door and that the wily feline was snatching them. He saw the opportunity to turn Sir Winesalot's thievery into fun philanthropic endeavor. McDaniel started collecting the stolen cash and donating it to a local homeless shelter. All right, so... Sir Winesalot was actually doing something for good. So I don't really see how this is a crime. Um... And that's why he's called the Robin Hood cat. He was taking the cash and giving it to the poor. Next, the evidence tampering crow. Oh boy. This gives foul play a whole new meaning. Ha, foul, F-O-W-L. That's what they wrote. I'm not taking their corny joke. That was theirs. In 2016, after a man with a knife confronted Vancouver police officers, law enforcement was surprised to see a feathered, witness poking around the crime scene a crow named canuck a pet bird belonging to a local pecked at a caution tape perked on top a police cruiser and eventually snatched up a knife and flew off with it oh my god he's fucking up the crime scene canuck actually had already developed a reputation for snatching shiny things but he had never absconded with a weapon before Fortunately, a cop chased after Kanak, who dropped the knife after flying several meters when it grasped it in its beak. Yeah, but I mean, if they hadn't taken a picture of the crime scene, he kind of already did the damage by moving the knife from its original placement. All right, next one. The underwater snatching cat burglars. The cat thievery continues. Peter and Bridget warn Weiss... Geez, nobody can have a normal name on here. A uh, wines mantle of Portswood, England, Were surprised when Oscar, the ginger tomcat they'd been fostering, began bringing home stolen artifacts from neighboring homes and clothing lines. His favorite objects to steal? Socks, garden gloves, women's underwear. So this is just a cat that was stealing articles of clothing. So, yes, technically a crime. Pain in the ass. Uh, let's see... Next, the prankster octopus. Otto, an 80 centimeter long octopus living in a Germany aquarium, caused many a headache for the aquarium employees back in 2008. Otto seemed to enjoy causing all manners of mayhem by rearranging the objects in his enclosure, banging rocks against the glass, and even playing catch with hapless hermit crabs. <laughs> Otto's acting out. He's pissed off that he's locked away in captivity. He wants to be back in the ocean. But Otto's piece de resistance came when he intentionally caused a blackout in the aquarium three nights in a row. Jeez, this guy means business. He is not fucking around. The reason for the power outages stumped the aquarium employees until they decided to stake it out one night, which was when they identified Otto as the culprit. The cephalopod was swinging onto the edge of his tank and shooting a jet of water directly at the spotlight above his tank, causing it to short-circuit. Damn, this guy's smart. Hank from Finding Dory has nothing on this guy, it says. Wow, so Otto the octopus was just causing all sorts of problems. And, you know, can't really blame him, like I said earlier. He's pissed to be in there. He wants to go home, let him out. Uh, Next, the hungry seagull. It's no surprise. Uh, Scotland, Um, not much here. He's just snagging food at the beach. Every seagull does that. That's not, I mean, that should not make this list. Next, I'm going to say, okay, this looks like a potential major problem. It says the home invading crocodile. You've heard of having a monster under your bed, but what about a 40-year-old Guy Whittle experience? Oh, sorry, but what 40-year-old Guy Whittle experience might be even more terrifying. He was a cricket player from Zimbabwe. He was in shock when he woke up one morning. Um, at Zimbabwe's Humani Lodge, a 150 kilogram crocodile had snuck into his room the night before and spent the entire night underneath his bed. Dear Lord, I am not signing up for turn-down service from a crock. Crazy enough, though, Whittle wasn't even the one who noticed his scaly visitor. He got up in the morning, went to grab breakfast, none the wiser. It wasn't until he heard his house cleaner scream that he realized he'd spent the night centimeters away from a massive crock. He and a few colleagues managed to wrangle the crock and transport it back to a nearby dam wow that takes uh that takes a lot of guts obviously um the it was really disconcerting thing about the whole episode is the fact that i was sitting on the edge of the bed that morning with my legs his legs were over the edge of the bed that could have just been instantly chomped by this crocodile crazy stuff uh let's see the store trashing beaver Yes, holiday shopping definitely has a way of making humans act like animals, but in one case, a real animal was apprehended by police after going on a rampage through the holiday merchandise. In December 2016, a beaver wandered into a Maryland dollar store, started knocking over Christmas decorations. The store employees worried that the beaver would drive customers away, uh, no shit, calling the local police. The police captain... Uh, charged the bucktooth bandit with destruction of property but in the end all was forgiven they handed the beaver over to animal control so it could be safely released into a rehabilitation center um why was that police officer trying to charge the beaver with a crime obviously you know that's not really going to work out i don't think the beaver has no ID, has no money, has no way to serve a penalty. Last but not least, what do we got here? Number 12. Monkeys. gallbird monkeys. In India, they were up to some serious monkey business, it says. Many of the tens of thousands of wild, racist monkeys... Not racist, it says rhesus, R-H-E-S-U-S, monkeys living in Punjab were displaying hostile behavior, posing a threat to humans. One monkey in particular was notorious for harassing residents in 2004. It would snatch food, throw stones, and continue to pester people until it fed them. So the monkey got sent to the monkey goal, a prison for primates, (laughs) that was built sometime in the 1990s. Since harming or killing monkeys is considered sacrilegious in India... Officials decided that it was going to be put into this massive cage within an existing zoo. And that was the best solution for keeping the monkey population under control. And so basically, this monkey was busting chops and they put it in jail. (laughs) Um, If you enjoyed today's show and you listened from start to end, please tell a friend. If you hated the show and you would have rathered chopsticks be shoved up your nose instead of listening to one more second of this, please tell a foe. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, 1039 the Sean, Twitter, 103.9theshawn, and vote for which situation you think was bigger. Coming up after the break, we're going to be discussing the top 10 gifts you should not... Get your family members this holiday season. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to 103.9 The Show. <laughs>